welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or if you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfishing, and endless scrolling of the grid for hours. We've all been there. On Motto, every profile is verified by a real human, and every photo has a face. Motto sends you a daily match of people who match your interests and kinks. There are no fees, no ads, and no nonsense. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash michaelblocktalk or visit the link in my link tree, Motto, Gain Queer Hookups Without the Nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. The numbers are dwindling as the end is days away. So one challenge lost and your ass is grass. So who is the victim of this? It's time to find out as we talk all things Survivor 44. And joining me is the man, the myth, the legend, Kurt Connor. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, I'm, I like this season, so I'm sad we're almost done because who knows what's coming next. Um but yeah, Survivor 44, before we talk about the season, I want to know and I want you to share with the listeners a little bit of about your history with Survivor. Sure. I am a day one fan. We watched the very first episode in May of 2000 as a family sitting around the TV. And I've had periods where I've dropped a season or skipped a season, but I've gone back and caught up on most of those. Um I, it, it's it's kind of in the thing of like, I feel like I'm a super fan until I talk to super fans. And then I'm like, okay, Me I am, too. I'm not a casual. I am not a watch every episode twice, but I'm closer to the watch every episode twice. Yeah, I it, it, it's really interesting to then meet like other fans and stuff. And they're like, oh my God, remember this? And I'm like, no, I don't. Um, but I, I, yeah, I too watched from uh, season one. I'm not going to say from the first episode because I got in the middle of it and then went back to it. Uh, but I, from there, it was all Survivor all the time until I went to college. And then you really couldn't, it was hard to watch. It was, I was busy. Um, so like the, it was probably late teens, early twenties is when I dropped off for a little bit. Then I came back and had to restart. And um, I'm glad I did because I haven't stopped since. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite I'm glad player? you did too. Do you have a favorite player? Oh, um, that's like a favorite child. <laughs> um, my, I think my favorite winner is probably Michelle, mm-hmm. uh, partly because I think it makes Prof so angry that she's a winner because she's very good. And she proved it when she came back a second time and was very good mm-hmm. um, that I I don't really care about the challenges. I don't really care about the strategy talk because I know the editors are giving us something that's making a good TV show, but may or may not have anything to do with anything. And we, the viewers, can't tell who's lying to us. And so I'm watching 40 minutes of people lying to each other on a beach, and then there's a vote. And 
mostly what I get excited about for Survivor is the casting people choose people I want to hang out with for an hour every Wednesday night. Yeah. And so I don't really care about how the game goes, except I want the people I like to stick around and do good things. And I want the people I don't like, I'm fine if they go home. Um, so yeah, that, I, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I mean, you, what you just said would piss Jeffrey Elizabeth Probst off so much. I mean, wait, uh, wait till we talk about tribal. I am going on a tirade. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think the social game, it, it, it's what we all are attracted to by the game because it is, at the end of the day, a social experiment. Um, the greatest social experiment ever put on television. Um, Michelle's fine. I, 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 she, she's cool. She's a cool lady. Everyone knows I love Todd Herzog, but my ultimate favorite survivor of all time, Queen stays Queen, Sandra Diaz Swine. I predicted her to win twice the first two times. And then from there, I was like, I love you, lady, but it's never going to happen again. Like, never, ever. Friends, it finally happened. This week, I got to meet Sandra herself um, at the viewing party at Clouds Brewing. Um, so fun. I also got to meet Jesse, the standout from last season. I got to meet Nina Twine, who is from uh, Survivor Australia twice. I have not watched this, so I'm a little behind. Um, and then there's also Johnny Fairplay, who, you know what? Johnny Fairplay is exactly how you expect him to be. And I'm not mad at that. My problem Everyone knows I, I, I am an interviewer. I'm a journalist. This is the thing I do. So when I got to meet Johnny, he's like, do you have any questions? And I asked a question, not like a, who the, who's the worst person you've ever met kind of question. I was like, how do you feel about how the show's evolved since you've been on? Has it changed for the better or worse? And he's like, I'm not answering that stupid question. Like made a whole joke about it being like, I don't care. I hate the show. And I was like, well, yeah. And then he was like, only from this part to this part, um, since like the end of um, season 43 to like last week's episodes, then the only bearable, watchable survivor in recent era. I was like, okay, fine. But I got to meet him. I wasn't as excited to meet him as much as it was for Sandra. And she was so sweet. And um, I was like, I loved you forever. Um, and I was like, I really um, hope I get to see you again. Um, hopefully I'll be at, out of this area, back in New York. And she's like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of New York stars. Like, oh, I know. Um, and I was like, yeah, I know Eliza. Oh, and then she goes, oh, you know Eliza? Then I know you're fine. You're good people. So it's like, Sandra, I love you. Um, so good times, good times. Um, lot, I didn't really see people I recognized at this viewing party, though. It was a very interesting group of people because I guess this other podcast is a little different clientele. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, I wish you were there because when I saw you at um, our half, I was like, oh my God, a familiar face, a kind smile. Yes. Um, but you were not there. It's okay. Because we go back. We met at a live know-it-alls event in New York. And I think it was, was it for a Game Changers season? I think it was. I think it, it must have been when Malcolm in Caroline um, on Broadway, when Joe Anglum, uh, no, no, Malcolm got uh, Malcolm and when yeah. the, the first ever walk around the um, the tribal and oh, live shit, tribal, yeah. yeah, live tribal. I think Jeff probably is kicking his ass for allowing that to happen. Um, but changed a lot of things. 
let's talk about Survivor for the better. No, not at all. Um, how are you enjoying this season? I'm really enjoying the season. Again, like if you give me a good cast from the start, I am on board as long as they seem like they're having a good time. Uh, if we hit a point in the season where they're angry and they don't want to be there, I'm angry and I don't want to be there. Yeah. But this cast is still having fun. And so I'm fully on board. I love following this group. I'm sad when a lot of them go. I'm happy for a lot of them having good times. They're are a bunch of advantages and I don't really care about the advantages, but as long as I'm still getting time with the people and Probst wants to put 10 minutes of advantage talk, I'm fine with the other 30 that are for me, we can share the episode. Absolutely. And you know what, this, this is meant to be a dig, but also not meant to be a dig. It's just, it's so refreshing to have a season without Gabler. Just saying. Um, casting department, you really threw the pooch on that one. That's okay. Let's dive into episode it's night at vava and the star of the episode franny is confused as heck she thought the vote was supposed to be on jamie but danny tells her he spoke to carson and the vote switched to kane franny thinks tribal was chaotic but really she was just not looped in she was frustrated as she tells jam jam and heidi that she would have voted for kane i'm not fully sure i believe her i think she would have pushed back on it and that's why she was not looped in yeah, Franny has not shown herself through the game to be an anyone but me go along to get along person. She's yeah. been strong opinions and like making her voice heard, which is one of the reasons we love her. Mm-hmm. She feels like she has no one as everyone on the beach lied to her. But Carolyn will ask if anyone stuck to the plan as she too is confused, as is Lauren. Now, Lauren is confused as she too was left out of the vote and her Ratu numbers are starting to dwindle. And it's like starting to dwindle, baby. They're gone. It's two of you, and one of them barely counts. We will be reminded that the extra vote was used, and Lauren feels like it was used for no reason. But dear, it was for the other side to flush it. But hey, that's Survivor. Don't you hate when you get fooled and then you're like, it was used for the wrong reason? You're like, no, it was used for the right reason for the other people. Carson will tell us that while everyone thinks it was a chaotic tribal, he knew the plan. And we have entered the giddy, cocky Carson era. Listen, um, Carson will get a call to model for cocky boys soon. Just you wait. I predict it right now. Um, I, 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 there are a lot of people who are pushing back at me and being like, no, he is just a straight nerd. And I'm like, I don't think so. I follow his socials. No one uses Facetune as much as he does. That's not his nose. I want him to be happy however he finds happiness. I do too. I just like more people on our tribe. It pisses people off. Anyway, Carson will continue to play a social game as he wants to have a chat with Jamie. It's time for damage control. He tells her that he wanted to work with Kane, but he wasn't sure where his loyalty lied. He will tell her that Kane revealed her potential idol. She is like, that makes me not trust Kane. And Jamie is still a silly goose because Carson lied straight to her face because he was the culprit of spilling the idol tea. He will say that Kane, with Kane gone, he can now say whatever he wants. Now, I agree with that to an extent. Do you think Carson sharing this will be something that Jamie would run back to Ponderosa with? Was this good potential jury management for Carson or bad jury management? I think you're right in that um, 
for the pre-jury members, yes, you can lie all you want and there's no in-game consequence, but you're correct that once they get back to Ponderosa and they have nothing in common except we just played this game together, they're going to talk through every detail. Especially this one. Jamie is going to talk about herself and this is involving herself. So I'm very nervous for Carson the second the two of them uh, catch up at Ponderosa because I'm sorry this lady is gone next week possibly. Anyway. Jamie will tell Carson she is grateful for him. And then she tells us that Kane was her number one ally. Bitch, since when? I don't sometimes, get her. Sometimes math gets complicated and number one I, can mean anything. I have gotten dear pushback from my dear friend, Robbie. He's like, no, she's not a silly goose. She's, she's okay. I was like, no, 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 no. You got This episode confirms she's one of the worst players this season. In my opinion, at least. The editors are having a great time making her look very dense. Um, so silly. So mm-hmm. silly. Now, Jamie says that Kane walking out with her idol is the worst thing that could happen in Survivor. Again, you silly goose. The worst thing that could happen in Survivor is that you either, one, play it and go home because it's fake, or two, do what you're going to do later, but we'll get to it. Speaking of, Jamie thinks it's a tricky situation because she didn't tell anyone that she gave Kane the idol to protect her from knowledge's power, but people are still suspicious she has an idol. She says to combat that she will either need to come clean or find a new idol. Now, without being results-oriented, what would you do if you were Jamie? Oh, oh, I mean, it's so tough because when you're dug so deep in a hole, it's like maybe dig yourself deeper or try to stop the damage, but it's not like she was in a good spot. So um, I, I think her instinct to tell people was maybe good. It did not work well. And that could be a question of execution or a question of reading the room. Um, (laughs) But I like her instinct of, my life will be easier if other people don't think I have an idol. Yeah. Listen, most people that would work for, but we'll get to it. It's day 18 and we finally have a post-merge reward challenge. Let's get to it. In this challenge, they will spin inside a middle frame as they are slowly winding a buoy across the line. They will then go through a series of obstacles, grabbing two balls along the way. They will then race to land the balls on a tall ledge. First to finish wins reward where they will be taken to the Survivor Sanctuary where good things happen. They will get tacos, apple empanadas, cold beer, margaritas, virgin mars for those who are under 21 or sober, Jeffrey. Don't forget about that one. Um, Also, why did Jeff have to remind me that Carson may actually be under 21? That does not bode well with my fantasy. I don't like him. I was rude, rude all around. Yes. So rude. Um, I know like maybe it's me because I love Carolyn here. Like she's sober. Like if you're going to do this under 21, just mention that too. Just make her feel included. Yeah. You could just say with Virgin Margaritas for anyone who doesn't want to drink. It, who doesn't want to or can't drink. Or can't. There it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So script, I was going to say, you need a script writer, but I don't think you can have script writers in Hollywood right now. So uh, right now. <laughs> hire me later, Jeffrey and, and Survivor. And pay a living wage. There you go. How would you do in this challenge? Uh, I think I would do pretty well. Um, okay. 
in that like the only athletic ability that I have is balance. And just for whatever reason, ever since I was a kid, I could balance on things. Um, and I was not good at anything else. And so I hold very closely to the, I can balance. So even when I'm dizzy, I think I could have done those balance beams. Uh, there would be a question, I think of how fast you spin because <laughs> Franny was incredible going so fast and you had other people going very slowly. And yeah. it, it's very possible that I would have gone the too slow of spinning, but I think balance is the one thing I got and I would have been okay at that. Point. That's the real equalizer of this challenge because not many people are good at throwing a ball into a ledge. I'm going to, I'm just going to say it. Not many people are good at that would be the thing that would kill me. I think. Well, the challenge begins and suddenly it just starts pouring. Like I I'm convinced that they just pressed a button and said water effect. Annie is whipping through, Heidi's looking good, and then we have some people just taking their time, like Jamie, who is Sunday in the park with Jeff. When Franny finishes, she gets off the contraption and is disoriented. Meanwhile, Danny finishes, and he looks like he's about to fight someone as he somersaults his way onto the cargo net. What a show-off. I Jeff love the him. somersault. Jeff loves him. Heidi's good, Carolyn's good, not in last, until she starts walking, and I was like, oh, no girl lady you, you you had promised this this chance meanwhile jamie lauren carson finished while jam jam is just having fun and i feel like that's what i'd honestly do i would just like spin just to be like i'm not gonna win this there's no chance so like let me just not grow up we're gonna watch many people drop off the beam after they get a ball is it strategy to recenter yourself or do you think it's better to just crawl on the beam what's the best strategy for the balance beam section so for me whenever i've tried to go over something narrow uh the main thing is going a little faster makes it a little easier like when you're yeah. learning to ride a bike and you're scared to go fast because you're going to fall you fall all the time and once you give yourself permission to go a little faster it's easier to balance and yeah. so when i see usually dudes who don't want to look like balanced dudes crawling on a beam i'm like you're going so slow you're gonna fall if you would stand up and take three steps you would build momentum you could stay on that beam yeah um i feel like uh, if you if you once you get the ball if you feel like you're about to fall just fall and restart because at least you have the ball um and then you can take a second and go again that's my strategy should i ever get it on the show um, because apparently like that's the thing I'm doing now, applying for a survivor crazy. Um Franny will get the lead to start tossing her balls, and it's almost over before it's a battle. Franny gets her first ball as three people finally get to the ledge, but Franny gets her second ball and she wins her third individual challenge of the season. The rain is coming down as we are all prepared for the waterworks. Jeff tells her that she will be spending the night at the sanctuary where she will have blankets, pillows, a roof over her head, in addition to letters from home. Let's discuss this before we find out what Franny does. If you knew this was part of the reward, how would you play it had you won the challenge? Now, I say this now not knowing how I'd emotionally be out there, but I feel like at this point in my life, I would either be like, one, don't pick me just to try to curry favor with those who want those letters. Or two, I would try to negotiate with Jeff and ask Jeff if I could keep my spot at the sanctuary and see if I could forego my letters and let those who don't get to go to the sanctuary have their letters. So I don't want my letter at all is basically what I'm saying. 
that's that's my thought as well in that like it's one thing if it's a family visit and the person is right there with you seeing what you're doing bringing you updated information these letters were written like a month before they got on a plane and right. so like you could go back to camp and the four people who were back at home could write letters for each other pretending to be your siblings and that would be a lovely craft activity and it would be fine but like a letter from my dad from six weeks ago is not what I need if I'm at that point in that game. I agree. Again, I say this now not being there. Um, am I the person when I was living away calling my mom every day? Of course. Can I forego that for a million dollars? Of course. Um, now, this is something that I had said the other day going along the lines with the family visit because uh, I was talking to Nina and I had asked her, I was like, are you ready for the offspring season? Because it's inevitable. We are at the point where there are enough offspring where you could probably cast two full seasons. And she said, yeah, she, she hopes they would get a She would get a call. I was like, miss, you're going to get a call. And I was like, are you prepared to be the target? She's like, I don't know if people would know me. I was like, no, people are going to target you. Um, and I, I brought this up and I was like, wait, we all want the family visit back. Jeff alluded that it's going to come back day that's the season you bring it back because you're not bringing just random family members back you're bringing the survivor players back that's how we're getting the um the uh family visit back is my theory give me the offspring season come on it would be so good so many people kids have grown up knowing not just survivor that all of us grew up on but like the behind the scenes things. And so they would be coming in as returning players in their minds. Uh, yeah. It'd be like, so I'm good. sure one of Robin Amber's offspring are old enough to play. Surely. I think it would be such a good season. I know it's hard to market it for non survivor watchers. But let us have one thing, please. Mm-hmm. Or, or just let us have a second chance season. Again, I want to vote for people and actually have the good people come back. T-Bird, come on, please. Jeff really fucked that one up big time, didn't he? It would have been fun. Oh, well. Franny will select Carolyn because she is missing her son. And this is a huge decision, and we will get to it. Jeff will be like, choose one more person. She goes with Lauren, and she hasn't eaten enough and misses her son. And finally, Jeff is like, it's tricky. One spot left because 4-4. She will select Heidi, who apologizes to Danny. That's three months. Now, we do know that Danny is literally a new dad. Do you think Franny didn't take that into account or is the bond of a mother and child just that much more powerful? Ooh. It may be that it didn't come to mind in that moment. Uh, It may be that for strategic reasons, she didn't think that Danny coming along would help. Um, It may be that going with moms is a, polite cover for another reason to have them there um yeah because you can't say that he wasn't a parent he is a new parent too now franny knows that this was the biggest reward of the season she's excited to be with three amazing women but she sees the faces when she wins for a third time as a simple survivor strategy to take out the person who in theory could win every challenge and that was when i knew franny was gone this episode it was real tough this was a Big, heavy, edited elimination episode. There was no mystery. Now, Which was hard. I wanted, yeah, I was. I want, I want to go out of order. Um, I want to talk about the sanctuary trip 
on its own. And then we'll talk about the two segments that book ended this. So Franny arrives and sees everything you need to have a good time. Listen, the only thing missing was a twink and Carson was back at camp. So don't gaslight me, Miss Franny. I love that the sign clearly said Virgin Margaritas because you knew Caroline, Caroline was finishing that one herself and she will tell the other girls get to drinking even though she is the sober one there, which I love because not throwing shade, there are people who are sober who can't be around alcohol and, and will ask. I'm glad she was like, just have fun. This sentimentality begins as Caroline will thank Franny for thinking about it as moms. She says it's so human. She's appreciative. Franny tells us that she had to start thinking of people she couldn't help thinking about the moms on the island. Now, I want to ask, sometimes they keep the letters as a secret until they arrive. Do you think if Jeff didn't mention the love one notes that Franny would have selected other people? Ooh. I think I don't know. I don't know who she would have chosen differently, but it does feel like once they announce it's going to be letters from home, she's she's required to make choices based on the family visit right instead of clearly just pure strategy yeah i, I do think she would have made some different choices i i think I, I think jam jam would have been included because i think she probably needed to have a chat with him because not having a chat with him was a bad move right. and it's so fun to chat with yam yam jam jam exactly yeah. Granny tells us that she wants to build a relationship with Carolyn because she feels sometimes she doesn't feel like she can always fit in. And Carolyn is unabashedly herself. And that is inspiring to her. And I was like, if I knew you were staying, that's a jury vote, but you're gone, girl. Not going to happen. Now, once those letters come out, water works on. And before word is even read, Lauren will say that her dad is not an emotional person and him saying that he is proud of her, but she really says really got her going. So it's time for a flashback for Lauren. I was like, oh, interesting timing because we got, it's, she's almost like a purple Lauren. She will tell us that her boys told her they are doing well, but what she got from her dad, that was the most memorable. She reads the line, when others doubted you, you always persevered. And she says it's true as she was married and went through a divorce. She is single on her own and shares that many people in her family are on welfare. He told her that she was going to have to figure something out or she'll be that way. She got two jobs. She got her master's and was survivor. She told her family she was going to apply and go. And here she is. She says that she has surpassed everybody's expectation as in, and is living an example for other women who to know that it doesn't matter your circumstances, you can do it. This was the women empowerment episode to cool us off when a man likely wins, but hey, there's still time to change that by the end of the game. Um, am I wrong in, in assuming? We can enjoy it while we get it. We, 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 yeah. we, we are happy for the moments, even if the context is of concern. Yeah. Carolyn will share that her son hates writing and shows them his letter. Um, and it's probably the most he's ever written. We get to see his drawing, which also features a real life fly just saying um that fly was just stuck there i was like what is on that paper that that fly wants is it because it was bright yellow could be could be it was it became this multi-mixed media art project it was beautiful do you think they get destigmatized to bugs i don't know how i would do it i think it may depend on the season but yeah these this group doesn't seem to care too much about flies or bugs or and every time they show the food with a bug on it i was like why are you trying to make me not want to go on survivor this is why i'm going to probably get cast is because i am the antithesis of who should be on survivor 
and you can win that way and that would be great that would be so, listen i could use a million dollars right now real bad Ooh, um but yeah bugs i don't like bugs i like i have that weird thing like where i see a bug and then i'm like oh my god it's on me for the rest of the day and and i don't do rats if a rat fucking crawled on me while i'm sleeping as it's happened on this show before oh hell no i don't think we've seen it happen on tdg right like you'll probably be okay i'm gonna be good tv but they're gonna have to be sure that i have like a censored because i'm gonna curse if there's anything gross you know carolyn will say that she is now at a whole new level with randy being on the reward together she knows she's a threat but she doesn't want to vote her out now she tells franny that she is living through her and wants to keep up with the winning women thing so now it's time to really start talking Heidi says that she's manifesting they will win tomorrow which carolyn will cheekily say i thought you said vote danny out and there it is out in the open bold move a bold move, and I liked the contrast with the last sanctuary trip for Carolyn and this sanctuary trip for Carolyn of suddenly she's in the sanctuary and people want to talk with her and people Literally. care about what she has to say and it's beautiful. And then she's like, how about Danny? And I have to and think part of that. The way she executed it, it was truth, but it was a joke. Mm-hmm. And they all bought it. Yes. Lauren's down for it. Are Franny and Heidi ready to have the true question talk? Well, Heidi says that she has no ties to Danny as they didn't have a final two as they both know they will knock each other out when it's time. Is it time? It could be. Uh, which is funny when he will tell her that he she's the number one. I'm like, oh, Danny, you're really getting snowed here. Let's talk about our losers back at the Baba camp. They will eat rice, and Jam Jam tells us that he is the only one who has not gone on reward yet. Listen, I'm with you. Tacos would be the reward I want. Screw the peanut butter jellies. No pizza. Tacos, baby. What's the food reward you want? Ooh, uh, I mean, I'd be totally... I would take anything. Uh, I would take the pizza so that I could complain about it later, because that seems to be a lot of fun. For people who have had to eat Survivor pizza, they seem to really enjoy getting to talk about how bad it was later, and I, I'm, I'm okay with that being a new part of my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, it's the top introduction of tacos. I was like, that's the game changer for me. I, I would fight for those tacos. Jam Jam is emotional, but I wonder if he was trying to stoke some resentment as he will ask if there was anyone there who was looking forward to get letters from Jam Jam breaks down as he knows he can't read his letter from his fucking beautiful husband, Kareem. Jam Jam, Jam you got a hottie everybody's pictures from home in this episode were so beautiful. Lauren's family is great. Jam that Jam's man was hot. Yeah. That's the game changer right there. Now we're going to see a couple photos of them. Uh, we hear he was waiting for a letter from his mother too. Now Danny sees that Jam Jam misses his husband as he cries and he says it's stupid and they all encourage him that it's not. He's he's feeling it. Um, that would be me. I'd be like, this is stupid that I'm crying. I'm like, no, it's not. I'm like, no, this is really stupid. Crying over a fucking letter. He says the only good thing about losing is he gets to sit down and talk with Jamie and Danny who has not talked a game with him and lay out a plan that could benefit them. Now, Danny the Beefhead will say, how could you be a good player and not look at Franny as someone that needs to be taken out? Jamie says that she is 3-0 and and she knows puzzles and she is a beast at calm. She has balance. She has strength. So the silly goose is just stating the obvious. 
Well, and that was the, the code for me is that uh, the way you can tell the people who came into Survivor through Survivor versus came in as Big Brother fans is calling it a challenge versus a comp. And so like when Jamie said she's a beast at comps, I'm like, oh, Jamie must have been a Big Brother fan before she was a Survivor fan. That is clicking things for me of like why she's seeming uncomfortable with certain aspects. I'm like, yeah. because she's a Big Brother fan on Survivor. I can see it. Now, Carson says that Franny wasn't on the radar, but now winning three out of five challenges, he wants to use that against her as it can bond the others together. The tides have shifted as Franny could go home next. Danny will say that Heidi will vote out Franny next tribal 100%, which is so fascinating, the dichotomy between the two of them, because they are not on the same page, or at least when speaking to other people. Because Heidi is very cheeky. She, She will say a lot of things that don't always add up, but you still, as viewers, know where she lines up. Jamie notes that Carolyn would be pissed, and Carson's like, yeah, so the letters. And Jamie's like, that's going to be tough with Carolyn, so you guys have to come up with a story to tell her. Okay, silly goose. Now you are openly admitting that there is a three-person alliance that you have allowed to silently destroy everyone on that beach. Is that not clicking in your head? Well, I thought the Earl alliances is going to be over. She just admitted the Tika three are the strongest people without even realizing she said it. That's and, how good they are. And weirdly, three is less than eight and it's less than four. Insane. Yeah. Now it gets to the complicated part of our tale or the moment where Jamie plays herself. She will question what name Carolyn would put down. So Danny is like, we could tell her that we're flushing your idol. So Jamie is like, would you like me to tell you what happened to my idol? It's time to come clean. She knows that the only reason her name was brought up or written down is because they thought she had an idol. So she is like, I had an idol. She will be honest and say that she thought someone had the knowledge's power, so Lauren gave her her extra vote to her. She gave her idol to Kane. Kane was voted out, and the idol is gone. Now, Danny is like, wow, that's a good story, which she will then proceed to take back and call it a horrible story. It's absolute BS. Now, Jamie is like, isn't it a horrible story? And they're like, yeah, right. Finally, you got something right, Jamie. They think you're a silly goose. And then the second that Jamie says that she believes Jam Jam Carson, Danny believed her, my theory of just how poor of a player she is continued to come true. She is so bad at the social game. Like, this is abysmal. It was cringy to watch. It was real tough. There were so many people not believing her story, and she did not seem to pick up on that in any of her interviews. None. Now, the four challenge losers will do an idol search, even though they believe the story is BS. They know there is not one out there, but they're just going to allow Jamie to be on Carson's radar as now he believes she's good at lying. But let's break it down a bit. She wasn't lying about having an object she believed was an idol, but she was lying about its legitimacy. This is how messy she is. So if it's not Franny, it's Jamie. Danny thinks he can get Heidi on board with the plan. Meanwhile, Heidi is ready to blindside Danny as she wants to make sure everyone knows she is playing the game. Now, it is the next morning. The winners return from comfort. Jamie has literally been up since the butt crack of dawn as she was so excited to finally share the truth about her idol. Now, the women are probably there for 10 minutes max. And Jamie is like, 
I did have the idol, but because they were fearful of knowledge's power, she right on the cane and then she then he was voted out and he walked out jamie is feeling good that she is finally free as the truth will set you free only now no one thinks it's the truth and no one is ready to allow her to go any further she's going to be packing soon i have thoughts on that later but yeah i I support your theory franny floats the idea about why she didn't stop kane before he left i don't know what the official rule is would you call out a fallen comrade to get your advantage back? Ooh. So the benefit of that um, would be that you would have it back. But the downside is Everyone getting knows. an advantage that everybody knows about is rough. I mean, we we have definitely seen players who have been out in the open and being like, this is what I have. Everyone's being like, oh, we're going to target them next. And then they don't target them because you know what's going to be there. So you might as well not do it. And then they float through past jamie is just not smart enough to do that i mean maybe she could have done a can i have your jacket um <laughs> and like worked it that way and just hoped that he knew that can his title should be in the jacket pocket yeah yeah jamie will say that she loves being honest and i want to know how she has been feeling watching the show back i would be cringing and hiding under my blanket at how stupid i looked on national television i hope she's taking it with a good attitude i hope so that, too. that seems to be one of the things that is one of like the really positives about her character on the show is she's got a smile. She's seeing how silly things are and the editors are having fun making her look real silly as well. But my hope is that she addresses it the same way of like, I'm, I'm sure I'm there's the a comedy group character. Chat. There's probably a group chat where she's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, it looks so terrible. And they are probably comforting her and be like, girl, we've all had our moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh my God, it's not episode it has literally been every week mm-hmm. now when jamie walks away the women are like bullshit franny is like jamie do you think we're that silly and now i do feel justified calling jamie a silly goose because she is they're even called like silly. using the word silly so i'm a trendsetter now that franny believes that jamie could be lying to their face only exacerbates the idea that jamie is a dangerous player but alas she's not which is kind of the funny part about this whole thing is they think she's dangerous so they're even duped about how bad she is. This is why the social game survivors are so fun. Let's hit the beach. It's time for a reward. In this challenge, they will have their feet tied together, their arms to their side. And when they pan to the cast and Carson looks away, I was like, I see you, Twink. I know what your idea of a fun night is. Call daddy. They will have to slither through the sand while using their mount to drag a buoy through a course where they will then maneuver the buoy through an obstacle before racing to the finish where they have to complete a star-shaped puzzle. How would you do this challenge? I think I would be okay. I'm not great at puzzles like that star puzzle with different shapes. You mean you don't uh, have a 3D printer? I don't. I did go on Etsy, and I bought uh, the fire puzzle and the tree puzzle and the, the, the ball maze thing. Yeah. I'm terrible at them, but I have them so I can practice. Um, yeah, you'll you'll get to I see them at a watch that. party someday. We'll 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 do that. It'll be good. Um, for this one, it seems like you couldn't necessarily three D print the slither in the sand part. There weirdly are ways to practice for that challenge. It's um, so true, Carson. Just let me know if you need practice for the next time you're out there. Um, I'm so terrible. I'm really terrible. Anyway, 
The challenge is on, and Danny looks like he's done this before. He will take an early lead. Carson will make up time and get to the obstacle as Danny is about to finish and head's puzzle. Danny will get a head start on the puzzle, but the second that Carson gets there, the 3D puzzle expert was ready to dominate, which is funny because he's definitely not that. Others will get to the puzzle, but Carolyn is dead last again with the buoy. It's just so sad watching her, but it's so funny to watch her. The the yelling that yeah it was it was great. Who did I also this? You when, did, lady. Mm-hmm. You did. And I love when Jam Jam got to the puzzle and they had a little sound effect added as he does a little <laughs> dance. It was like such a sweet moment, and we knew it, it wasn't really gonna nice. go from there to like catching up on the puzzle and beating everybody. But like, I love those little moments as they happen. Yeah, Franny will get some momentum as she is trying to catch Carson, and Carson will have two pieces left, but the last piece was not right, and he has to figure out how to fix it. Um, I think this was editor manipulation. I do not think it was that close. I think it was literally seconds that he figured it out. And one of the one of the concerns for me on that is that when it's really close between two people, doesn't Jeff usually stand between the two puzzles so he can yeah. be ready right away? And we saw when Carson yelled for a check, Jeff was, was like miles getting away. coffee, uh, like, <laughs> like has to run all over. I'm like, where were you? You were just there, apparently. Do you think Jeff has a um, a cabana boy of sorts? Do you think someone like holds an umbrella for him to be under, gets him pina coladas, like we just don't see it because he's off to the side during the challenges? I think it would be really cool for him to be as comfortable as he wants to be on the show. Absolutely, absolutely. Come on, that's I, the twist. I, that's the I twist we need. The everyone Jeff working Probst together. Advantage where he just shows up in the game. Carson will end up winning community he feels incredible as he never thought he would win individual immunity he feels awesome um bullshit kid you knew these puzzles inside and out you knew you were going to win one eventually you know how these things work now Danny is happy Franny didn't win because if travel goes the way he wants Franny the powerhouse goes home as no one wants to be in the final three with her the opportunity is to strike now um yeah we were going very heavy handed with Franny this episode we are like bye bitch now, back in camp, Carson is congratulated. Franny wanted to win again, but she has renegade excitement in her that she doesn't have security. Is this the new Kiss of Death line? Oh, I think it might be. It's it's a rough one when it shows up in the edit, yeah. Don't ever say, I don't mind not being safe. No, 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 lady, don't do that. No, 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 no. Franny has to put her social strategy to the test, and she loves tests. I do not. That would be the thing that would knock me out of the game. Maybe that's why I wouldn't do well in the mole, because when they do those tests, I would fucking freak the fuck out. I remember watching like the early seasons of the mole when Anderson Cooper was hosting. And that was the thing I was like, I'm going to fuck up the test so badly that people are going to think I am the mole. Oh, God. Maybe you do that show too. I'd be good at that. And the traders. I just want to be on all the shows and then put you me should on be on the all goat. the shows. Keep applying. I should be on the goat next. Do you have <laughs> you heard about the goat? I have not. I it's love a new reality show on Amazon Freebie uh, to find the greatest um, of all time. And alongside um, the likes of Wendell Holland is Davon and Alyssa Edwards from Grace. It's going to be so crazy. This show looks stupid. Will there be actual goats? Probably not, unless Joey Sasso is actually a goat. It's possible. Now, with Heidi, Franny will ask if she prefers Jamie or Danny, and Heidi says it's absolutely fine, which is a non-answer. 
with Car- Caroline and Carson, she says it's 50-50 that she is Jamie or Danny. And they're like, well, we're open-minded. So she's just not clued into the potential writing on the wall at all. Caroline really, really, really wants Danny, but she doesn't feel comfortable with Jamie. Carson doesn't like the story she came up with. Franny will give him the power and say, well, you're the necklace holder and wants his opinion. And he says his idea would be to split the votes between them, 3-3, and if Jamie doesn't play her idol, vote her. Really, Carson? I don't think he, I think he was just selling a story. Yeah. Some, some, sometimes you dream of doing the complicated survivor plan so much that you just want to do the complicated survivor plan, whether it's the good one or not, like it's going to be fun TV and yeah. Camp. Danny is leading the Franny Brigade as he shares his thoughts to Jam Jam, Lauren, and Jamie. He alerts them that no one is beating her in the final three. Lauren is down for Franny. This is mind-blowing for her because she has to talk strategy with him and she just went on reward Franny. Now at the sanctuary, the plan was Danny, but she thinks voting out Franny is a good idea as she has won so many immunities. Jam Jam thinks Jamie is the biggest target out there as she may have an idol. With eight people left, he knows that Tika is making all of the decisions. Jam Jam will talk to Carson and tell him that Danny wants Franny out, but he personally wants Jamie gone. Carson agrees, but they have to choose which one to do. He notes that it's complicated because he doesn't know what's best. I gotta ask, knowing how tight they are, when Carson says he doesn't know what's best, is that gameplay or is that him being vulnerable to his ally? I don't think we've seen this side of Carson, and it was really fascinating to see him lower his guard and trust jam jam i agree it seemed genuine yeah very interesting here carson will tell jam jam that he does see carolyn forming a closer bond with franny and he thinks that carolyn has found a new number one jam jam says if he feels they are going to lose carolyn then they have to get rid of franny but carolyn gets annoyed when she's not included jam jam thinks the worst thing that could happen if carolyn finds out as she could not be their ally anymore can't wait to see how this turns out it's time for a game of telephone. Danny will tell Heidi that everybody's voting for Annie, and Heidi wants clarity on who everybody is. Well, rather than saying names, he will say to Heidi that they don't even need her as a number. Now, the way the crowd at the viewing party reacted to this, Danny just shot himself in the foot. He is a goner. You do not say that to anyone on Survivor ever. It made me think about his sanctuary trip with Carolyn. Of like, this is all of a piece of the thing that seems cool from his perspective doesn't work. He will continue to say to Heidi that he's her number one. And if she wants to win this game, she has to do it. Was this a threat? Like this was just gross to listen to. It was slightly misogynistic, if I'm going to be honest here. Yeah, um... (coughs) I, I don't know if it even rises to a level of a threat, more of a dismissal. Uh, yeah. It kind of gave me, um, I guess, the ooh, season 41 vibes with Danny, um, with Shan. Like, I just hated how he treated the women on that game. Um, and then he wins the fucking challenge, but whatever. Um, yeah, it's just, I, I don't like this macho man attitude maybe it's because i'm a homosexual and i don't treat women like that but it was just danny's social game is so bad not as bad as jamie's but it's so bad yeah it's 
it's not a good look. And yeah, he, he has good moments and those are really fun. And then he has the others. And, and knowing how Heidi is, I am shocked that she didn't either slap him in the face or be like, are you kidding me? Are you really going to talk to me this way? But again, this is a game for a million dollars. You can't blow up over a moment like that. But I sure the hell hope after they watch this episode back that they had a nice phone call and said, don't treat your wife like that. Heidi is now not feeling good as she has heard multiple plans with names, including Danny, Franny, and Jamie. She has an idol and will bring it with her. If she's feeling weird, she will play it. While eating, Heidi will ask Carolyn and Carson if they feel comfortable if someone goes rogue. Carson says he doesn't think so, to which Heidi reveals that Danny is planning on voting for Franny, and he doesn't need her number if she doesn't feel comfortable. So yeah, Carolyn knows Franny is in the mix, and with Heidi sharing that Danny believes he has the numbers, Carolyn's not happy. See, this game of telephone, not good. Heidi will say to them that she thinks Danny thinks they're voting with him, and both Carolyn and Carson are like, not me. Carolyn thought she knew the plan, and now with Heidi sharing this information, she doesn't believe Danny would say that to Heidi. So she thinks something doesn't make sense. And once again, a true story is shared, and people don't believe it. Paranoia is in full bloom. Carolyn will telephone her way to Franny to alert her that Danny has a target on her and potential numbers on her as well. But he, but she will level it up and ask Franny why Heidi would be okay with Danny's plan if she doesn't know exactly who was voting for Franny. Franny thinks that Heidi will be voting for her. Carolyn tells us that she is not voting for Franny this vote and she is pissed that they know that and they're still leaving her out. So Carolyn will chat with the women and says, Heidi, and they, she says they haven't been on the same page. And, and are we really going to let Danny cook something up? Franny adds that she thinks Heidi's lying. But the reality is, Danny, yeah, let him, let him cook it up. As he'll be the target next. If he's really the mastermind of the plan, then Tika's sitting pretty again and they don't have any blood in their hands. Come on, Carolyn. Just emotions. Go away for a second. Just for a second. Now, as this chat is happening, Lauren is giving no fucks at all and says, why don't we just vote Heidi? Ah, uh, the gay gasp that came out of my mouth. Did not expect that one to come. I, I I took a note. I just loved the casualness of it. I was like, I mean, I love Heidi. I want Heidi to stay. But just like, if that's the way the vote turns, I was excited if, if that's the way it happens. Absolutely. Carolyn will tell Carson that what they're doing now is they're going to go after Heidi. And Carson does not like last minute things. Carolyn says that the last minute stuff is the best. Also, I want to talk to you about this. Is Carson wearing a purple button-down shirt that actually is too big for him because it's Jam Jams? Oh, I'm looking in your background. It I think it's be. Jam Jams from early in the season. It, it does look familiar. I feel like Jam Jam has, yeah. I try to go on Jam Jam's socials, and he does wear something like that, but like it looks like it's a different hue, so I can't tell exactly. Mm. Uh, but again, it's it's like me putting on, giving me giving a twink my shirt. It would just, you would, they would be swimming in it. I support the friendship. Um, yeah, th- this goes back to exactly what I'm saying about that be letting him his guard down. Um, so if anyone wants to debunk this, uh, let me know. Otherwise, I'm just going to have to maybe <laughs> ask Jam Jam because I'm convinced my theory is correct. Anyway, Carson tells us they have a plan for Franny, but all of a sudden she and Franny, um, she and Carolyn are trying to move the numbers to Heidi. So he is trying to figure out 
what's the best plan of action now? He has to talk to Jam Jam and Jamie, and she doesn't want him to do this, but Carson is playing risk and reward as he knows the best move is to take out Franny, but it will risk his relationship with Carolyn. He does not want Heidi out of the game as she's working the game well. He, he does want her out of the game as she is working the game. Carolyn will relay this info to Jam Jam, and he is going to do the gay gasp. Like, he, he is like, what? Carson has tapped into his clever and chaotic side, but now he is in full chaotic mode. There will be a betrayal, and he has to decide who he is betraying. This is a good episode for Carson. A good character growth. Mm -hmm. We're going to arrive at Tribal, where the jury sees Carson as a necklace holder, and Matt is still giving Franny fuck-me eyes. And baby, you best believe they probably did it that night. I don't know what you're allowed to do or not allowed to do a Ponderosa, but there is a reason why people called it Ponderosa for a very long time. I don't think there are any rules. Yeah. Um, listen, they can just go off on a walk somewhere. And um, oh, I found sand in my crotch. You, you never know. You never know. I hope they had a wonderful conversation catching up. Yeah, they did. Jeff will start with the reward challenge. Reminds them all that Franny wins her third individual challenge and the power to go on the biggest reward. He wants to debate whether it's better to be chosen for that reward. She says, oh yeah. She wanted to win to have tacos, but she says you never want to be the one who has to decide who gets letters from home. Danny says that there are a lot of survivor legends out there that are legends, not because they lose a lot. It's because they win a lot. All I'm going to say is two-time winner Sandra Diaz-Twine was not happy with this comment. Danny notes that Franny put on three kick-ass performances and the game ain't over, so you want to play to win the season and says, you don't want to be good, you want to be great, like the Robs, the Parves, the Jeremys. Yeah, two-time winner Sandra Diaz-Twine was really not happy with this comment. The second that Jeff says, I agree with you. It's the only way to play a survivor is full tilt boogie every second of every single day. I was infuriated because it continues this narrative of strength and winning over social game. And I'm telling you, social game is going to be the reason someone wins the season. Yeah. And they brought Sandra back like three years ago for Island of the Idols as a mentor of a legend like recognizing how incredible she is and this whole conversation was just so infuriating to me of like that is a way to win yes but it is not the way to win and when probes says full tilt boogie like he got full tilt from colby right like it's nice to see that like that place in his heart is still there it's 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 just it was just wild to hear him just literally verbalize it during this i almost would have been like fuck this danny's going if you're watching this and hear jeff say this what do you make of it as a potential castaway going out there i make of it of someday if it's ever my turn he's gonna hate when i win yeah the comedy of the moment will be Jam Jam not knowing what full tilt boogie is as he thinks it's a dance, but Jeff's like, it's a state of mind, then calls it club condo. I'm like, I, now I'm lost. What the fuck is club condo? But Jam Jam says that this is a game of doing great things, but knowing how to smoke and mirror it. 
He says you want to be great, but if it's not the best thing always, he will say that he's not winning, so he doesn't have to worry about them. And I was like, maybe that's the line we should all remember if he should win and should remind future players being authentic here yourself is a way to win. Like if Jam Jam wins, never winning an immunity, I'm here for it. The game has evolved, and I think Jeff needs to catch up. And that's what's so dangerous about Jeff and his fucking podcast, too. He's projecting how survivors should be played, and there are people who literally are proving it otherwise. Yes. Yes. Uh- <laughs> I was so angry watching this. And even the, everyone at the viewing party was like, what is happening? What is he saying? No one was yeah. like, yeah, Jeff, you're right. Yeah. How has he watched every single episode and he's still a casual. It's insane. Jamie notes that it is a balancing out and says that any another example is when someone finds an idol, like herself. She says you automatically have a giant target on your back and makes it extremely clear that her idol walked out the door with Kane. All heads turn to Kane, and he is stone-faced because he's literally not allowed to react. I think this, regardless, solidified no one trusts her now. Even if Kane did smile or something, no one's going to trust it because they were already all hands off of Jamie. Yeah, I took a note about who knows how accurate that Kane react Kane non reaction sure. is. As was it that moment? But it sure makes a compelling story. Do you think Jamie admitting this now in front of the jury as well was smart? Ooh. Um... I think it does create a question they'll be asking the next people to get to the jury. Um, Absolutely. Comparing notes. And so that could, in theory, help her out a little bit as people realize she was telling the truth mm-hmm. just badly. Carolyn yeah. will be asked about finding an idol. Remember, friends, she still has hers. She notes that it is a balancing act as she has been battling it since she's been there because she still has hers. She doesn't want to be too loud, but she doesn't want to be, but she does want to be relevant. She says it's stressful. Jamie will try to suck up and say that what she loves about the new era of Survivor is that it is new and every single day is a brand new game. The people you work with last tribal, you may not talk to them at this tribal. It will always be a different as depending on what happens today will change who you work with altogether. Is the era of alliances over? The era of her alliance is over. Yeah. That's the, again, I'm really shitting on this lady. I'm sorry, Jamie. Um, but I think that's the problem with her game is she is so internalized that once it happens to her, that's the reality for everybody else as well. I think I would really like Jamie in person. I think we would have great sure. conversations. I really like her and I like her as a comedy character this season, but. No, I think it's hard to... Again, it goes back to what we discussed before when she openly admits that Tika is an alliance. (laughs) It's it's, it's really mind-boggling how this lady works. But Danny is scared that they all did go get along, but notes that it is no secret that he and Lauren have been on opposite sides of voting, but personally, he loves her. He says it's scary because everyone else has those relationships and says those friendships could evolve into an alliance. Granny says that she thought one of the great certainties of the game was Danny and Lauren didn't have a relationship, so you can't sleep on any permutation in the game. Anyone could be working with anyone at this time, which was code for her and Carolyn. Carson shares that this was his most stressful day, and he had immunity. 
he hears one plan, a person leaves, the plan changes, someone else leaves, the plan changes again, they add a person, the plan changes. He would not be surprised if there were about 20 plans going on. It's pandemonium. Heidi says that a plan can get detoured with one comment because with so many uncertainties out there, if you hear something that is high alert, you can switch plans. No one is solid as you say the wrong thing and you could go home. Which I was like, oh my God, wait, is this, are we really going to lose here? Is this, are we going to be fooled? No, no, it was all set. It's time to vote. Jeff returns and no one plays any idols or advantages. By a vote of five to two to one, Franny is voted out. And then she gives Carolyn her belt back because clearly they both were blindsided. Let's discuss the votes. We have Carson, Danny, Jamie, Lauren, and Jam Jam voting for Franny. Franny and Carolyn voting for Heidi and Heidi voting for Danny. Uh, so that's three people who were not in on the vote. One person who was in on the vote at one point and then decides, I, I don't want to do that. Was this the best plan? Oh, um, <clears throat> so I think it's hard to say that it would have been a good idea to keep Franny around to win more challenges. So it's, and it's also, <clears throat> other than Carolyn being very close with Franny, it's hard to see who socially would have benefited from Franny staying in the game and winning challenges. So it is hard for my heart that this was the plan, but I think most people were acting in their self-interest in voting out Franny now when they had the chance. I think because the emotions tied to it, this is why Carolyn was upset, but I think let her cool off for a night let her have a conversation with carson not jam jam have a conversation with carson she'll realize this had to happen because i i i think i can read carolyn in a way where she is the game player but first and foremost she's a mom and that's how she sees carson she's gonna get mad at him but she's not gonna stay mad at him she can't i like that thought and I like that for them, yeah. Um, for Danny to lose Franny here, dumb. Dumb. He is so self-centered in the way he wants this game to play, where it's all about strength and challenge wins. He wins a challenge. He will be the next to go. Yeah, I, th I think he's in trouble. Let's talk about our burning questions. Are you ready? I am ready. I took notes. What is Franny's legacy? So I think Franny's legacy is as a challenge beast who loves tests. Uh, she said that in a few different episodes, yes, I think. She did. Um, <clears throat> I mean, her relationship with Matt <laughs> is going to be a huge part of her legacy. And there's a way that I'm sad about that um, because I really like Franny on her own as well as Franny in a, a, a relationship with somebody else. Um I, I think that, so I like Sophie from uh, you know, season 22, 23, and then Winners at War, um, but Sophie doesn't strike me as like, oh, she's really fun as well. And I think Franny brings a lot of the things that Sophie does, but also she's fun. She's laughing. She's having a good time. Um, she's naming a stick bug. And she's also good at challenges and smart and reads people well. And I, I hope she comes back. Yeah, I think it would be interesting to see her come back. Um, she, You're right. Sophie was the game bot version of Franny. Franny has um, more uh, charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Um, 
I'm not saying the word friends, but I, I think the relationship with Matt is always going to be there first and foremost. Um, and unfortunately, when I'm in the world of casuals, that's what the casuals want and they're going to want them together. And I can see this show having to cast them together, which would be the worst thing for her ever. Um, that being said, I hope they're happy together, but then they break up and then they can get to go on the island together where she's like, I want to vote them out immediately. And then she, her game's good. Mm-hmm. Who's in danger, girl? So my notes were saying that uh, Heidi was the sole vote for Danny. So she may need to play her idol this week, but I think she's safe from the vote, uh, whether it's idol or social game, whatever. I think Heidi's fine. Um, I think Carolyn being on the bottom <coughs> is not going to be fatal for her game. She's shown that she's someone who can shuffle the deck when she's on the bottom. Uh, she's going to be fine. Um I think Danny would make a lot of sense for most people in the game. Uh, Even though he hasn't necessarily won all that much, he does prioritize winning challenges and everybody else seems to be prioritizing relationships and strategies. uh, And so he's kind of the odd person out in that. Um, And I also, my final note that I guessed was like, with seven people in the game and only three of them are Tika, one of them should be gone. The math works that one of those three should be gone, but I just don't think there's any way it happens. Everybody no, it's not seems to be fine letting this small group of three run the game. So here's what I think will happen. Heidi is going to go with Tika, and what's going to happen is for Jam Jam and Carson to get Carolyn to be happy, they're going to give her this one. They are going to let her have Danny out. Danny's gone next week. It should be Jamie, but Danny's gone. They have to allow Carolyn to have control of the vote to make sure they have her. If they don't, she will go rogue. That is the only way. And I think because we've gotten so much content of her saying, get Danny out, get Danny out, get Danny out, she's going to get it. And she's going to be the driving force behind it. And it's finally going to give her a resume move because she hasn't had anything yet. I like that idea a lot. And it would be a very satisfying episode if it happened. Because then you have Jamie and Lauren who are literally pointless there. They get the next two to go. There's your final four. I would be happy with that final four. Um, I think Danny has Danny's got to go. I, and I think the writing is on the, on the wall. And I, I do wonder if we are going to hear anything else from Heidi. I think Heidi is done with him and she is going to target him well. And if she and Carolyn are now going to just have one conversation about Danny, that's the easy vote. I think that's what's going to happen. We'll see. Yeah. After 10 episodes, the winner of the season is. So. I love the theory that it's one of the three purples. I love your Jam Jam uh, support. I think that's still logical and tracks with what we've seen. I would love to see a Carolyn or Carson win, but I, 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 I agree with you that Jam Jam seems to be with those three in front of the jury they're going to have. Jam Jam seems to be the one who's made the best relationships with the jury members. But on that, I thought really kind of just to get under your skin, what if this is a Jamie win? Uh, when I was looking at the cast of who's left, of like who is the most Gabler in this cast? Who is the most um, 
you know, Erica or Marianne, and granted, they're all very different winners, but just in the idea of in the new era, the winner is always kind of an, of an odd choice who you wouldn't necessarily have picked from episode one. What if it's Jamie? Like her alliance who is going to vote voted out for Jamie. She can't save them. So they're on the jury. Like she's going to have a bunch of people she knows right up there who, you know, she's trusted with her fake idol. Kane is right there. But I think all of them are talking at Ponderosa and being like, who the hell is this lady? She's so bad. <clears throat> Which could be sometimes you vote for the person who's going to be a flipping of the bird at Survivor production of I'm mad I was on, I was here. Let's just like pick yeah, the it, it, wildest option. It's interesting because I've, I've, again, spoken about my fear of Carolyn being able to speak to the jury. Um, I don't think Jamie is going to be able to talk to the jury in a way that's believable because after this episode, no one believes anything that comes out of her mouth just because of the way she executes her stories. Um, and unfortunately, the fact that she is going to ha- w- would have to say, I rode most of my game thinking I had an idol and then finding out it was fake. That's not that like she would have gone using the idol. So it's going to be interesting to see how that out. Um, I'm still going purple. I really think it's Jam Jam. I am getting very, very concerned about how people perceive Carolyn. Um, like if, if final three of the three of them, let's say, I think Franny's the only vote for her. Um, maybe a Heidi. I don't think it kills me. I don't know if they're going to give Carson a victory because he's so young. I don't think they want to do it. I don't think they want to do it. And that sucks because he's playing probably the best game so far. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because when you're in your early 20s, you can't fathom that somebody in their 30s or 40s thinks you're young because you feel like you've grown up. You got to college. You're going to be fine. You could really use a million dollars. You've got your student loans. They're right in front of you. And it takes getting to 30, 40, 50 yourself to look back and be like, oh, when I was in my early 20s, I was very young and I should not have had a million dollars. Yeah. Um, hey, maybe uh, congratulations to Carson. You just um, you're graduating soon. Uh, maybe you'll be on season two of Stars on Mars. Did That'd you hear awesome. about that show? I did not, but um, it's hosted by William Shatner, and it's a bunch of um, people, including um, not the astronaut, but Lance Armstrong, um, competing to colonize Mars. And who will be the um, brightest star in the galaxy? They're basically going through like a NASA simulator and everything. So I'm like Carson. <laughs> for that show i would vote for carson right i would i'd be here for it but um we'll see we'll see um i i'm hoping my tika uh buff comes in the mail soon because i want to wear it um, i'm really going hard on purple all right where can we find you on social media event moment any projects you want to plug uh, I am incredibly dull on social media. I deleted my Twitter after Elon Musk took over. I never got Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Um, so you can send a friend request if you want. I'm probably going to decline if I don't know you, but maybe, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm I'm here because I like talking with you. Uh, I, I, I don't expect anyone's going to want to talk to me afterwards. <laughs> you never know. You never know. The, the Survivor community is, is crazy town. We were all lovers of the same show and sometimes you just want to have a conversation with a person you agree with um because believe me there have been times when um i could have conversations with people who don't agree with them. i'm like i don't want to get into a fight so bye 
Um, well, thank you so much for being here. This was so much fun. Thank you. I had a great time. <laughs>